0: Hopkins, co-founder of our anti-trafficking organization, Beauty for Freedom, and host of Breaking Distance, our podcast with the mission of connecting communities while igniting change. And today we're featuring someone so near and dear to my heart. She's a model, activist, she's a new mom, she's a designer, and she's a Beauty for Freedom ambassador and project manager, Joanna Pauline. Welcome Joanna, thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to kind of elaborate on who you are and where you are in life right now. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for having me here on
1: Breaking Distance. So like you said, I am a model. I am also an actress, an activist, most recently a new mom. I have a baby girl that just recently came into our lives about eight weeks ago. Her name is Victoria Regina, and she's the sweetest little angel. We love her so much. I've been modeling for about five years now, and clients I've worked with include Maybelline Puma, and the most recent Savage X Fenty campaign, me and Baby V, were both in it together. It was our first campaign together while she was in my belly, so that was really exciting. I've currently been making this transition from modeling into acting, and basically When I'm not on set, I love to work with you guys at Beauty for Freedom. Whatever platform I've created for myself by being a creative, I just try to use that to amplify the message that we've been doing.
0: It was such a joy to meet you in New York. You helped to produce and project manage a big event for us where we were fundraising for our Project Ghana initiative. I got a chance to meet you, got to feel your spirit, your sincerity, your passion for giving back. What has created that passion for freedom for you?
1: As far as my passion for freedom, I'm a very big believer that as human beings, we should honestly just be free to love who we want to love, do what we want to do, say what we want to say. I come from a very conservative Catholic school, Filipino background. So I didn't always have the liberty of that myself. You know, it was very, you need to wear this, you need to act like this, always kind of be submissive. I guess I've always rebelled against that. So (laughs) I think I resonate with the freedom in that sense of just like being free as a human being. But more importantly, the work we do with Beauty for Freedom goes beyond that right? The survivors that we work with are individuals who didn't even have a chance to eat sometimes when they would want to eat, if they could even eat at all, right? They, these are people that didn't have any say over their own bodies, So I think that's why the work we do with Beauty for Freedom is so important because we're taking individuals that have been going through all of these hardships and showing them, hey, you
0: can be your own person now. Just to give everyone a context of what human trafficking is, it involves the use of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sexual act. You know, every year we have millions of men, women, and children that are trafficked worldwide, Methods that lure victims into trafficking situations include violence, manipulation, false promises of well-paying jobs, romantic relationships. At this point throughout the world, there are an estimated 50 million people that are in modern day slavery. So this is a travesty of humanity that we have that affects everyone, whether you know it or not. How do you feel about that? You know, our numbers were just a year ago, 40 million plus people enslaved in the world today, and it's jumped by 10 million. What are your thoughts?
1: I think that it may be less to do with the jump from 40 million to 50 million and more of a reflection of how inaccurate the statistics actually are out there. Whatever statistics they're telling us it's probably more accurate to times that by two or three, if even, because these are just situations that are actually being found. And human trafficking is an issue where it's hidden from us in everyday lives, but at the same time, it's right in front of us.
0: How has human trafficking personally affected you? Can you elaborate on some of your experiences there?
1: Like I said, I'm a model, I'm an actor, I'm an activist. So five years ago, I was still kind of pursuing music. I was in a hotel lobby in New York City. I met this one man who was actually a writer for a major music label. And we just got to talking he found out that i was into music he had me spit some bars so i mean i did it obviously and he's like damn girl like we gotta make some music all right i'm down he offered to fly me out to miami and me at the time little miss you know innocent trusting like go-getter I'm like okay Let's do it. So, I meet him at the airport. I'm with him and a few other girls and they all each had their own little job. He's like, "Yeah, like this is my stylist. She handles my choreography and they they all had different jobs like assigned to them." I'm like, "Oh, hey, cool. Nice to meet you guys." They're showing off all of their matching shoes to me and how exciting this trip's going to be. I'm like, "Let's get it." We fly over to Miami. And it later unfolded to me that they were actually just being straight up trafficked by him. Every single cent that these women were making went straight back to him. And he gave them this illusion like, oh, look at the life I'm offering you. We're staying at all these really nice hotels. You're eating good food. You have all of these designer shoes. Look, we're a family. We all match. And the crazy part is, is that the women were the ones running the whole operation so they were the ones that were finding the clients and they were taking their numbers and running them through these police apps to make sure that the numbers were actually you know johns and not police officers secretly trying to find women that were working in prostitution and they were the ones handling the men when they came over, you know, they did their business and they were the ones protecting each other too. And they were the ones taking the money. The guy that we were with wasn't even around. He was at the studio and I was at the studio with him. And th- and that's the crazy part. Like all of these women were working but he sincerely also meant what he said about, hey, let's go make music together. And there were a couple times when I tried to say something. I, I know one of the the women were really into makeup and I was like, you can start your own makeup page on Instagram and really just promote yourself like this. You can make money off of it. And and I was really just trying to show her ways where she can take her passion and do something more with it. And he took her down by the beach and had this talk with her where he was just talking down the whole time. You two are not the same. She's actually somebody, you're not. You think you can actually make something out of your makeup. You're nothing, like just degrading her the whole time. The same girl at one point in our trip ran away and they didn't know if she was caught by the police or what, but they eventually found her. The next time I saw her after that, she had a stamp on her neck. They branded her. It was. His initial with a little crown on it and all of the girls had one. And that's the way that the guys quote unquote mark their territory. So if they run off, another pimp can be like, oh, you're the property of him or no one else can try to take them. And it's also a way for them to really psychologically ingrain into their minds like, you are my property. Your body does not belong to you. You are not your own person. And these women were also fighting for the place so they can be the ones that could oppress each other yeah that 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 whole situation was crazy at some point of the trip the girls were starting to get really antsy because they're like okay why is this girl here staying at our place with our money that we're making with our bodies eating our food and she's not working so it came to a point where he was trying to just tell them like oh no she's gonna start working the phones and telling me to just go along with it just to like get the girls to not revolt at the fact that there was another woman there that didn't have to work. And at the end of the day, he sent me home. Nothing happened to me. And I was really lucky, because that could have gone down a completely different way. And I, I've always wondered through the years, like, what was the reason for that trip? Because I did not get anything out of it the music didn't go anywhere. I went on the trip, came back as if nothing happened. And it's just dawning on me now that maybe I had to experience that because later on in the future, I would start fighting the fight against human trafficking.
0: And it was my way of being able to experience it firsthand. I believe that, you know, the universe guides us and leads us to What our destiny is in this world in regards to giving back, because I feel that all of us will at some point in time in our lives make that choice of where we want to invest our time and how we want to make the world a better place. And I think that was the universe showing you what this is. And it's not black or white. Human traffickers don't come on and just appear like they're the devil, like they're the worst person in the whole world. They actually come in appearing like they have something to offer, something to give you. A lot of times they target very vulnerable young women. A lot of the young women don't have solid family foundations and they're looking for family. And that's how they present this opportunity is that we're going to be the family that you never had. I'm going to take care of all of your needs. I am going to make you the best version of yourself. And it just turns out being the exact opposite.
1: And the crazy part is, is that they were acting like their own family unit. As toxic as it was, they still were like a family. And while the girls never got to see a single cent of the money that they made, he still sent money home to their families. It was a really strange dynamic. Yeah.
0: That's why we started Beauty for Freedom. How can we use our resources to be able to support the healing of survivors and also to be able to support organizations that actually do rescue, recovery, and reintegration. And speaking on that, you had the opportunity to work on our Project Mexico initiative this year, working with this incredible organization, Anthus, in Mexico that works with girls who have been sex trafficked primarily, some labor trafficked as well, some as young as 11 or 12 years old, all the way up into their 20s. So you have different age groups there. And they all have different traumas and different needs and different stories. And so it's not an easy situation to step into never having done this type of work. But you did it with grace and so much love. I would love for you to tell me about your experiences working on Project Mexico.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me on that project. It was all very last second. And (laughs) it was so much fun doing all of it. You know, and, and that's the thing. it was just fun while we were on our mission. It was as if the girls, while we know they have their history, didn't come from where they came from, because to us they were just girls, like we're calling them young women, and I feel like that's a very generous way to talk about them because they were ages from twelve to twenty one and only two of them were over eighteen, and only two of them were rescued from labor trafficking. All the other girls, literally girls, were rescued from sex trafficking. And so to be able to have those moments with them, where we're all just dancing and playing fun games and doing makeup on each other and playing around with cameras and teaching them how to pose and just really see them open up, we were there for two days. And it was like night and day, from the first day to the second day. It was a really beautiful experience. And I'm really grateful to have finally been boots on the ground, because we've been working together for about four years now. And this was the first opportunity I had to actually see the work that we were
0: doing for myself. And I think that's so important, because you're donating your time, you're donating your resources, you're donating funds. Your friends are donating, um, but at the end of the day, you see the work that we're doing because you follow us on social media, and I'm um, giving updates via our newsletter, our website, and all of that stuff. But as someone, that's an integral part of our organization. I thought it was really important that you actually saw up close the work that we do, and like you said, you can see the uh, transformation from. These very, you know, closed off, quiet, sometimes very angry girls and young women to seeing the little girl that was lost inside coming forth and being open to trust. And that is such a huge part of our work is building that trust with the survivors that we serve so that they become thrivers, they become overcomers.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what the beauty of creativity and what we do with Beauty for Freedom, like I feel like that's how it really comes out to
0: play is that showing these girls that they can trust again. Absolutely. So, you know, we've talked so much about the things that you have done in the past with Beauty for Freedom. I really want to delve into the things that you're currently doing with Beauty for Freedom I'm so grateful and so excited that you created this possibility of presenting this capsule collection that you're designing for Beauty for Freedom to raise funds for our many projects a year and to keep us going. Thank you so much for that. I would love to learn more about where you are with in your process, your creative process.
1: As we know, I work in fashion as a model. and one thing that I've really learned throughout my years in entertainment and fashion is that how you present yourself in the world says a lot about you. And not only does it say anything about you, whether or not anyone sees what you're wearing, it makes you feel something. You know, it's a, it's a reflection of who you are on the inside. It's your expression. It's your way of feeling like you are the baddest in the room, <laughs> even if you're alone in your room. And now that I'm a mother, you know, I've been going through this whole journey with my body where I went from 120 pounds to 165 pounds to in the past eight weeks now, shedding 40. (laughs) And my body has just been all over the place. So... I've just been really looking for super comfy clothes that, you know, have a little give and take to work with all of the adjustments. And I've fallen in love with streetwear. You know, like I'm a very big Kith fan. I love OVO, like my OVO sweats are some of my favorite. And I just love looking fly in sweats, but I also love repping a great cause so I, it just came upon me like I want to rep Beauty for Freedom because one, I want to be comfy. Two, I want to look fly. And three, I want our mission to spread. I want people to be like, hey, like I love what you're wearing. That looks so comfy. You look so cute. What's Beauty for Freedom? It's that subliminal brand recognition that kind of just like keeps us imprinted into people's mind, that helps spread the message, that helps remind people whenever they wear it, like, hey, I'm I'm supporting a really great cause right now. When I wear this, I'm wearing the 50 million victims of human trafficking right now. I'm wearing the X amount of survivors that this organization and all of their affiliates
0: have been able to help out. I think what you're doing in creating this line is super cool. And I'm so excited to see it. And I'm really so excited to actually buy the sweatshirt for myself. What are your thoughts on the, the pieces that you want to present in the line?
1: Right now I'm focused more on just very minimal. So I'm looking for blanks right now that are, are super comfy that you can literally wear every day, whether it's at home or in the street. obviously Mm -hmm. sustainably made fair trade it's beautiful and it's a matching sweat set you have beauty for freedom on top and then on the
0: sweatpants you have our little mission embroidered and it's just cute another thing that we have coming up is project ghana this may and you're going to be a part of that as a project manager on that project as well what are your expectations what are your thoughts on going to ghana and You know, meeting these beautiful kids. We've had a relationship with these children and this organization for many, many years. And we're so excited to be going back.
1: I'm really excited to again be boots on the ground. I've heard so many great things about Ghana. The first event we did together was a fundraiser for Ghana. It was, we had the Illuminate Ghana books. And I remember just flipping through the pages and thinking there's no way that this was the first time these people have ever picked up a camera <laughs> and i just really wanted to be there so fast forward 4 years to actually have the opportunity to be there with everybody is just so exciting for me i'm excited to meet everyone in person i'm excited to do all of the cool workshops that we're going to do and as far as expectations though go i'm just open to experiencing and receiving and giving whatever it is that you know they they need and want from me and whatever we do there
0: before we end this segment i wanted to touch on motherhood and your thoughts on having a daughter in this crazy world that we live in how has having given birth to a a daughter sort of like changed your perspective.
1: I'm not going to lie, Monica. When my husband and I found out we were having a baby girl, I cried. And they weren't tears of joy that I feel like most women have. I had this huge cloud of just grief and despair dawn on me because I know how hard it is to be a woman in this world walking down the street, it's like, at least in New York City, which is where I was raised, I would be very surprised if three guys don't hit on you walking down one block. I've been a woman living alone in New York City and moving to different places in the world alone as well. and. The amount of times that I've been followed and stalked, one of those times was on a train from Harlem going down to 14th Street Union Square, where I was followed by a man with a clown mask searching for me in every single train car. And I had to hide in the train. And I saw him in between two train cars with the mask on his head kind of just like bopping, still searching for me. I should not have to experience that. You know, sometimes being a woman means you never know how genuine people are with their interactions with you. Are they really just trying to be your friend? Is it really just an opportunity that they want to present? Or... Is there an ulterior motive? A lot of the times, it is an ulterior motive. And it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So many women are getting kidnapped every day. So many women are being killed. I remember you telling me once, and, and this isn't even about a woman. This is about a little baby girl. Um, your first mission in Cambodia? where there was that three-year-old girl that was servicing. Servicing is a horrible term, but, you know, 10 men on average a day at three years old? That is heartbreaking. And when I found out we were having a girl, I cried. I cried so hard because I was so scared for her. But then... I thought about all of my experiences being a woman and I was like no no it's okay like it's okay that I went through all the things that I've gone through and that I've seen the things that I've seen because at least I can teach her you know I can I can teach her self-defense I can I can teach her, okay, no, we're going to do these martial arts classes and you're going to learn how to kick some major butt because you don't know when the time comes if you're ever going to need it. And hopefully you don't, but at least you can be prepared. We're going to provide everything for her so that she does not ever feel like she has to go anywhere else for it. The biggest impact that motherhood has given me is just unlock this massive river of like empathy that's constantly flowing through me that makes me want to do more, that makes me want to be a good example for my daughter. You know, it's like, hey, to me, this is what being a woman means. You have to be strong and soft at the same time. Thank you so much for giving us your attention and your time, and your energy, and really just hearing about what we do as an
0: organization. Yes. Once again, I'd like to thank Joanna for joining us today. Please support her upcoming fashion collection for Beauty for Freedom and initiatives such as Project Ghana by going to our website and clicking that donate button, beautyforfreedom.org. We'll include all of her social media links, information about her upcoming projects, in the liner notes of this podcast once again please subscribe to breaking distance we're on spotify itunes stitcher simplecast and on our website beautyforfreedom.org follow us on social media on facebook and instagram we're at beauty for freedom all spelled out and on twitter we're beauty the number four freedom stay tuned for upcoming breaking distance episodes we look forward to bringing more thought-provoking sincere and transparent programming Distance, Connecting Communities, Nighting Change.